Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning at Wax, not a bad day to take a little ride. We're going to have sunshine, we're going to have temperatures upper 40s, so if you're taking a ride, take your sunglasses along. I'm going to take a ride a little later on, been invited over to Loyal, to the American Legion, for their Friday night fish fry, which... They hold on Friday nights during lunch, so we'll be over at the American Legion in Loyal for supper tonight. So if you're around the area, drop in and uh, say hi. Looking forward to to that over there in Loyal at the Legion. And uh, if you're out and about tonight, enjoy it. It's going to be a nice one and 45 tomorrow. So it looks like uh, pretty good weather here. More snow melting and going down because we don't have a lot of frost in the ground. It's going straight down. Well, lots of things to look at. Willie Nelson. We'll talk about Willie Nelson. They get another award and some more well-deserved recognition. And I saw a report. It's called the 2023 Feeding the Economy Report about how much agriculture and related industries contribute to our economy. You know, for years we've been talking, we started out with millions, then we got into billions. Now we're talking about trillions. And those are dollars that are just incomprehensible, at least for a, a mind like mine. But many trillions of dollars agriculture contributes to this economy, which we know, but when you see it in print, it's a kind of a, a staggering number to look at. And the honeybees in Wisconsin, a good year last year. More colonies, we'll talk about that. And we got the uh, Thorpe busy on Sunday, the Thorpe FFA Alumni Farm Toy and Craft Show coming up Sunday at the high school in Thorpe. So we got a lot of things to talk about as we take a look at all kinds of things going on around the area. In the area of agriculture, Tom Tiffany's got his bill that he is uh, co-sponsoring with some other members of Congress from the uh, states that have a lot of wolves, and it is to uh, get the the wolf off the endangered species list, at least as far as the federal government is concerned, and let the states manage their own wolves. So had its first hearing, so we'll have time, hopefully, to talk about that. So it's a busy Friday morning. We're 
17 degrees. It's cool out there. It's only 11 up in Rice Lake. And I think I saw one or two places, Land Lakes up north is down to about 8 degrees. So it's cool out there, but it's going to warm up nicely today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More mud in the driveway as the snow melts and the farmyards are going to be kind of soft. So again, be aware of that. Wear some good boots. Not ones with holes in the soles or you're going to have to be changing socks a few times today because it's going to get sunny, about 47 the high, and then with that clear sky, it'll clear out to upper teens overnight. Tomorrow, cloudy and 45, and then Sunday, 44, Monday, 46, down to 36, upper 30s, Tuesday and Wednesday, partly cloudy on Tuesday, maybe a chance of precipitation about Wednesday or Thursday, but that's a ways off. A good thing right now, it's sunny out there today. And we're looking for a high about 47. Time right now is 5 o'clock. On a Friday morning at Wax, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX. So, Claire, how about some news? NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is north of the border. He arrived in Ottawa, Canada Thursday, ahead of Friday's scheduled bilateral meeting with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Biden plans to affirm his administration's commitment to the U.S.-Canada partnership. The two leaders are expected to discuss support for Ukraine as Russia's invasion drags on. Clean energy, supply chains, modernizing NORAD, and grappling with a new wave of violence threat Haiti are expected to be among other topics of discussion. Former President Trump wants the Manhattan DA booted from office immediately. On his social media site, Truth Social Thursday, Trump called Democrat Alvin Bragg a danger to our country. The call comes as a New York City grand jury considers whether to indict Trump in a case involving him and alleged money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels to cover up an affair. U.S. military forces hit back with airstrikes in eastern Syria after one American contractor was killed and another was injured by a drone strike. Mark Mayfield reports. The Pentagon made the announcement Thursday that a suicide drone hit a coalition base in northeast Syria, killing one U.S. contractor and injuring another, as well as hurting five American service members. Officials believe the drone may have been of Iranian origin. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced that President Biden had directed airstrikes against Iranian-linked targets in the area as retaliation. Twitter is dropping a verification system that gave blue verified check marks to accounts it found to be authentic and in public interest. The system will end starting on April 1st, at which point they will be available through the Twitter Blue subscription service. You're listening to NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, awful nice day today. Play hooky or get the chores done early or however you can get away and do something for yourself. Not a bad day. 47 and sunny and uh, we get the, the right conditions. Maybe a few folks will pop over 50 degrees. We'll see. I think this is our best chance to have 50 degrees in March. Otherwise, we're not going to have a 50-degree day in March, which is kind of unusual. But 47 and sunny today, down to 19 tonight. Saturday, cloudy and 45. Sunday, partly cloudy, 44, then 46. On Monday, best chance of rain or some kind of precipitation will be about next Wednesday when the temperature is going to be in the upper 30s. Now, I saw a report this morning 
that if you're going down south of the Dells, Portage, Madison, towards Milwaukee, be careful because they're forecasting a front to go through that part of the state. And if it goes through on that track, it could leave six to nine inches of snow down that way. So if you're heading down Madison, Milwaukee, southern, southeastern Wisconsin, do be careful. Around here, no problem. We're going to be 47 and sunny. It's 11 in Rice Lake, 18 in Medford, 25 in Wausau, 26 in Marshfield, 27 in La Crosse right now. Green Bay, 24, Madison, 26, Milwaukee at 33, and it's a very cool, pleasant 18 degrees right now in our area. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our rural mutual insurance market report on this Friday morning at Wax. Choice fed beef steers and heifers trading most of this week, about $1.57 to $1.70 a pound. Mixed steers, 105 to 156. The heifers, 102 to 156. Choice fed Holstein steers, 135 to 153. Select and choice, 108 to 134. Cows, 78 to 116. Bulls, 91 to 115. Hogs traded this week, 40 to 76. Sows, 35 to 48. The boars, 15 to 23 and a half. Shorn market lambs, 140 to 160. Unshorn, 140 to 159. The feeder lambs, 170 to 380. Ewes, 75 to a dollar. Small goats, 65 to 230. Medium goats, 120 to 245. Large goats, 135 to 400. The nanny goats, 50 to 270. Live cattle futures were lower yesterday, closing April, 162.15, down 15 cents. June at 155.80, down a dime. August live cattle, 155.70, down 27. October at 160.05, down 22. Feeder cattle were mixed. The April contract, the 195 even, that was up 62. May at 198.60, down 17. August feeder cattle up a nickel at 214.62. And September up a dime at 217.87. Lean hog carcass contracts were also mixed. April 75.75, down 32. May at 83.35, down. Oh, that was up a dime, up a dime. June at 89.37, up two. And July hogs, 91.37, that was down two. On the board of trade, the markets are lower. They can't get much stable footing, and they're trading at some uh, some market lows. Beans down again. Big South American crop hanging over that market, and beans just can't get a footing on an upslide or on an upward trend. It's going down. Corn also down in spite of another Chinese buy. So the uh, financial markets, interest rate hikes all play a part in this. Taking a look at the board of trade overnight, July corn two to three cents higher at six thirteen. The oats down a penny at three fifty six. July wheat up seven to eight cents, but July is sitting at six eighty one this morning. Soybeans down a fraction for July, down below fourteen dollars, sitting at thirteen ninety eight. Soybean meal did go up twenty cents overnight, four hundred thirty four dollars and seventy cents. Barrel cheese up two cents, one ninety six. The blocks up four at two oh five and a half. Butter down three and a half at two thirty four and three quarters. March class three up six eighteen ten. April up forty at nineteen seventy six. May up twenty eight at eighteen ninety five. June up six at eighteen sixty six. July was unchanged eighteen eighty three. But from there on out through December, those class three prices were a little bit lower. If you've got grain bins, whether you work at the co op, the elevator in town, you got grain bins on the farm. Next week is an important week. We're going to talk about it next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Grain bins abound, whether it's on the farm or at the local elevator and co-op in town. But they can be dangerous. Mary Bauer is with us now. Mary uh, locally with OSHA. And Mary, I understand that uh, this is a very important week coming up as far as grain bin safety is concerned. What's going on? OSHA has uh, formed an alliance with the National Grain and Feed Association, uh, Jeeps, and um, with the Coalition for uh, Grain Safety in Illinois. And we're going to put together a week's worth of safety talks to help prevent grain fatalities in the grain industry. What kind of topics are we going to be covering, and how can people that have grain bins, especially on the farm, but at the big co-ops and other elevators access these informational topics we have a, a website up it's uh stand up for grain uh safety.org and on monday we're going to do a kickoff that just kind of explains why uh it's so important to work on grain safety the entrapments and engulfments that occur in these bins are significant and been tracked for a number of years then we're going to do powered industrial vehicles preventative maintenance emergent health issues. Talk about heat stress. That's been a very big topic in the front of our minds in any industry, but working inside of a grain bin can be 20, 30, 40 degrees higher than what the outside temperatures are. And then uh, a bit about anhydrous ammonia and and, uh, fumigation. And these are all big topics, but I don't think people realize how dangerous a grain bin is if you don't Treat it with respect, so to speak. The moving grain acts like uh, sand, and it, and it pulls you in, so you're you're trapped there. And it takes it takes a lot of force to get an individual out of the sand, uh, out of the grain. Uh, often, the rescuers have to cut holes in the side of the bin to let the grain run out to expose the person before they even begin a rescue. And you were telling me that you were dealing with a situation down by Augusta guy got in a grain bin and uh, got entrapped by the by the grain and how far down did they have to get the grain out before he could really get himself out uh, it was actually a really small bin uh, relatively speaking in, in today's terms but he could get his hand into his pocket and wiggle his cell phone out so and he did have cell reception inside of a bin fire department showed up but they had to get the grain all the way down past his ankles before they could get him out. He goes, he, he thought he could step out once it got below his knees. He says, not in a, not in a heartbeat could he get out. So again, you are trapped when you're uh, surrounded by all that grain. And the other topics as well, Mary, are so important. Who's going to put uh, these presentations on? Are these uh, national officials? Are they grain bin specialist uh, who's going to make the presentations a lot of this is done with the grain and feed association groups or anybody from jeeps uh, a lot of the extension personalities uh, uh, personnel that have uh, been nationwide presenters in the past will be uh, doing these webinars now they're going to be march 27th through the 31st are they going to be available at any time or are there certain times for these and how do we access these that if people want to have their employees maybe sit down and watch some of these uh, if you register at uh, standupforgrainsafety.org or go to uh, uh, grain safety week you should be able to google that you will be able to register and uh, the webinars will be available after uh, this week if you want to use it for a safety meeting it's free available to use free available to use and it's stand up for grain week 
March 27th through the 31st, and uh, you watch these. I'm sure every time you watch them, you learn something, too, even though you work with it a lot. There's all kinds of uh, new bits of information. This learning, learning the industry better, from my perspective, is eye-opening. Uh, the uh, fumigation is a is a really good topic. I think that's new this year, and uh, the heat stress is something that uh, people feel if it's hot, but they need to understand that it's a very serious topic. And again, that's Mary Bauer. With OSHA here in the Eau Claire area, Stand Up for Grain next week, 27th through the 31st. Again, Google Stand Up for Grain, and uh, you can access all those videos virtually, so you can yourself or your family or employees can sit down and watch if you work in grain bins or have a lot of grain bins around to, uh, again, get updated on some of those things. We'll take a look at some farm news, 14 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. It's Focus on Energy Time with agricultural energy expenditures climbing. Farmers need to decrease expenses. I've got Jessica Melsna. She's energy advisor. Today we get to talk about irrigation systems. We offer $65 for horsepower reduced or adding a variable frequency drive to that well pump. Well, we have all kinds of incentives for new construction, um, lighting, fans, waters, in-floor heat, the boiler incentive. Find us at FocusOnEnergy.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter after five at Wax and uh, about 300 Wisconsin farmers will be asked to supply information on farm labor in a National Ag Statistics Service survey that will be taken in April. Survey will cover a lot of aspects of farm labor, including total number of hired workers, their total hours worked and total wages paid for selected weeks during the year. And the results from this nationwide survey will be published in May as part of the Agricultural Labor Survey. Willie Nelson, the 89-year-old country music icon and national treasure, is getting another well-deserved honor. It's the new White House, it's the new rather, it's the new Willie Nelson Endowment for Uplifting Rural Communities at the University of Texas LBJ School of Public Affairs. Since the 1980s, when he launched his Farm Aid concerts, Nelson has raised over $70 million to help family farmers across the country. He'll be honored at the school in May. Willie Nelson and all his buddies, all great music for years and years and years. So congratulations to Willie Nelson on that honor that endowment for uplifting rural communities at the University of Texas LBJ School of Public Affairs. Very well deserved. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the farm show. Yeah, we had one in Eau Claire. We really a good one. And the big one in Wisconsin, three-day are coming up, the WPS Farm Show over in Oshkosh. That's coming up. We'll hear more about that. 20 minutes after 5, 18 degrees right now. Sunny and 47. Get up and get at them, baby. A lot of things to do today. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A favorite event for farmers is ready to return. Wisconsin Public Service will host the 61st anniversary WPS Farm Show, March 28th through the 30th, on the Experimental Aircraft Association grounds in Oshkosh. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Matt Cullen, media relations representative for the WPS Farm Show, says the show has a long-standing tradition of helping farmers of all sizes 
operate as efficiently as possible. We're thrilled to be able to host our 61st WPS Farm Show and continue our longstanding tradition of helping farms of all sizes operate as efficiently as possible. This year's event will take place March 28th through the 30th on the EAA grounds in Oshkosh, and it will feature four hangars and one outdoor tent full of products and equipment and services that can help farms continue to grow and continue to succeed as they go forward. And in addition to that, there really is something for everybody at the WPS Farm Show from a delicious food tent to a kids' tractor pull event, a silent auction that benefits the Wisconsin FFA Foundation and the Oshkosh West FFA. Uh, So there really are a number of different things for attendees to see and do over the course of those three days. What is the ultimate goal of the WPS Farm Show? So the WPS Farm Show really is about helping farmers continue to use their operations and continue to be efficient with their operations on their farms. Uh, It also is a great opportunity for farmers and exhibitors to come together and to renew relationships and to really discuss the particular situations that are happening on their farms and what products or services or equipment might be able to, again, help them continue to be efficient and to help manage their costs uh, as they go forward. And having this show uh, right before the spring planting season provides a great opportunity to do just that, to be able to connect farmers and exhibitors together, discuss what a farmer's needs are as they head forward into the spring uh, so that they can make decisions and perhaps obtain or purchase new products, new equipment that can help them continue to grow their operations as they go forward. Speaking of those conversations, what are some of the needs that those farmers were presenting to you guys over the years? So for us, this is really a 60-year tradition of working with farmers and our exhibitors to help people and help farmers continue to use different products and equipment on their farms to continue to help them grow and be more efficient. And it really has, you know, kind of grown throughout the years, both, you know, the agricultural industry and the WPS Farm Show as well. The show began as an opportunity for us to demonstrate the benefits of using electricity on farms. And that very first show started with just 25 exhibitors in Green Bay. And some of the products that were on display included things like vacuum pumps, silo unloaders, and milk coolers. And now the show has continued to grow and expand and really continue to evolve and provide those different products and services and equipment that can help farms continue to maximize their efficiency uh, and continue to be successful. So really, it's kind of a hand-in-hand kind of relationship between efficiency and new products and new technologies, making sure that we have exhibitors that are displaying their latest innovations, their latest products, because again, it's all about helping farms and helping farmers continue to be efficient so they can continue to grow and succeed moving forward into the future. Speaking of exhibitors, how many exhibitors are signed up for this year so far and And what are some of the key highlights that attendees should know about? So this year we have nearly 400 exhibitors that will be taking part in the 61st WPS Farm Show. Those exhibitors are coming from 19 different states across the U.S. as well as from Canada. And some of the highlights really is just seeing all the different products and services that can help farms of all sizes, whether it's a small family farm or a large dairy operation, products that can help those different types of farms continue to be successful, you know, 
you might go to one hangar and you're seeing giant farm machinery, giant tractors and combines, and then just, you know, a couple of booths over, you, you might be talking to an exhibitor about animal nutrition products or seed products. So really, it's a wide variety of those different items and products that can help farms, again, of all sizes, continue to be efficient, to continue to grow and succeed as they move forward. But in addition to seeing all of those different items throughout the hangars and the outdoor tents, as I mentioned earlier, there is something for people of all ages to be able to enjoy while they're spending time at the WPS Farm Show. One of the other highlights is the WPS Farm Show Food Tent, which features several state nonprofit groups selling beef, pork, cheese, bison and potato products. On Wednesday, there's also a kids tractor pull event where kids can look to finish first in one of 14 different weight classes. There's also the silent auction that benefits the Wisconsin FFA Foundation and the Oshkosh West FFA. And then also there will be some health screenings that are being provided by UW Oshkosh nursing students there at the WPS Farm Show. So in addition to, you know, looking at all of those different innovations and new products, there's other aspects and unique features of the show that, again, people can check out and enjoy while they're on the EAA grounds. There's also going to be on-site WPS agricultural consultants. So they're going to be available to answer energy management questions. What are those conversations going to look like? So the WPS Farm Show, in addition to helping farmers continue to be efficient, it's also a great chance for our agricultural services department to be able to connect with our farm customers and talk with them about not only using electricity efficiently and using energy efficiently on their farms, but also doing so safely. They can talk to our agricultural consultants about our farm rewiring program that can help farmers if they're looking at performing upgrades on their farms to their electrical system. They can talk to our agricultural consultants about the steps they need to do or what steps they can take to make sure that their farm's wiring system is operating safely. And again, they can also talk to us about perhaps different upgrades or expansions or changes that they're looking to make on their farms, and our agricultural services consultants can talk with them about things to consider or efficiency options that might be right for the different projects that they're planning on their farms. So that's something that we would encourage farmers to do who are customers of Wisconsin Public Service. Visit our booth. It's in Hangar A, and we'll have consultants that will be there throughout the three-day show to talk with them about those different options that might be available. There's also a farm wiring setup that is there to show farmers and our farm customers about those proper wiring options that they can use on their farms. So again, it's another chance for us to meet with our farm customers right in one location, you know, for that three-day event. And for those that are interested in coming, let's remind them again of the date, times, location, admission, all the key details that they need to know about. So this year's show will take place on March 28th through the 30th on the EAA grounds in Oshkosh, just east of I-41 as you're passing through the Oshkosh area on Tuesday and Wednesday, March 28th and 29th, the show is open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then on Thursday, the show is open from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
on the EAA grounds again. There is no admission to attend the WPS Farm Show. However, there is a $5 charge to park on the EAA grounds. And again, we would encourage people to really come out, see all those different products, see all the different items that are available to help them improve the efficiency of their farms. Take a stop, take a swing through the WPS Farm Show food tent, grab something to eat for lunch. And again, if you have kids, the Kids Tractor Pull really is one of those favorite events that takes place at the show every year. It's always exciting to see that crowd form right in the middle of the ground and and cheer on the kids as they go through that event. Really would encourage people to join us at the end of March and, you know, participate and and take part in the 61st WPS Farm Show. Again, a tradition that we're proud to continue to help our farm customers and help farmers really throughout the Midwest. And again, that's Matt Cullen with the WPS Farm Show talking to our charity Seebecker and Charity, by the way, is a finalist for Alice in Dairyland this year. So we'll see how that goes for her. But again, the WPS Farm Show over in Oshkosh at the EAA grounds. And the temperatures look like they're going to be mostly in the upper 30s to maybe around 40. Don't worry so much about that because it'll be in the hangars. And those hangars now have been, uh, they've got heaters in them. So it's not like you're going to be walking around outside someplace. But again, it's it's a big show. It's the three-day show here in Wisconsin, and it's over at Oshkosh, and it's next week, and I don't think driving should be a problem. Maybe some precipitation on Wednesday, but I don't think it sounds like it's going to be anything to make you change your plans. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of things to get to, including some of our local news before we get to Mike and the weather. And, of course, that means Morgan joins us again this morning on a Friday morning. Good morning, Morgan. What's going on? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area, and that includes charges and a murder charge in a death investigation from Jackson County that sent five people to jail. Prosecutors this week filed a first-degree intentional homicide charge against 49-year-old Star Myers from Black River Falls. Investigators say she shot a man in the head after he told her he'd been sleeping with other women. The four others in the case were arrested on either drug or obstruction charges Myers also facing drug charges including intent to deliver meth and fentanyl charges authorities in Chippewa County are asking for the public's help after a 66 year old woman has gone missing she was at her home in the town of Lafayette about 11 a.m. yesterday that was the last time that she was seen Rose devolve you can see her photos online as well 715 newsroom.com and instructions about what to do if you might be able to help in other headlines the woman who stole from a baseball and softball program in Ellsworth will spend a month in jail a judge in Pierce County yesterday handing that sentence to Whitney O'Neill. A month in jail, 250 hours community service, then three years of probation, and she also has to pay back the money, about $107,000. She admitted she'd stole from the program over years, taking the money for family trips and personal expenses. Well, the Wisconsin State Patrol has two new four-legged employees welcoming new canines to staff. You can see information and photos of these online, 715newsroom.com, and that click will take you right to the uh, Wisconsin State Patrol Facebook page. And we get plenty of working out here, just uh, walking to the milk house, maybe shoveling some of those loads of snow this winter. But we go to the Granite State. New Hampshire sees a hiker joining an exclusive club. It's way up there, right, Trey? WMUR-TV reports 70-year-old Tom Vitale ascended all 48 mountains in the Granite State, which are at least 
east at a 4,000 feet elevation in a single winter. Fathali's final mountain hike was this past weekend at Mount Kerrigan. I'm Trey Thomas. And our own king of the mountain actually spends most of his time in the barn, and that's where we head now. Back to it with Bob Bolsold in your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan, and you have a good weekend. 26 minutes exactly before... Six o'clock, and that means we want to check the weather. Mike Dandrea is with us this morning to do that. Brought to you by Marika's Gouda in Thorpe and in Eau Claire. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Now, I double-checked. Remember yesterday I said some place is going to get about six inches of snow down southern Wisconsin. I double-checked, and there's some kind of a storm coming up that could clip the southeastern part of the state, and they could get three to six or eight inches of snow. Down to the southeast, yeah, yeah not yeah. for us, though. That... No, 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 but I down <laughs> south of the Dells towards Madison, Milwaukee. I said, if anybody's going down that way, I don't know if the Bucks play this weekend or anybody's got a reason to go down there, but uh, if you do, be careful. Yeah, that way, that's expected to get a pretty decent amount of snow with that system that's associated with uh, that severe weather that we're expecting in the Gulf region as well. So it's another very large-scale system that comes as the jet stream has been setting further south but for us that brings us some quiet weather today we're expecting a good bit of sunshine now we are expecting to get into the upper 40s but not quite 50 now tonight we'll have some clouds rolling in as lows dip to the mid 20s but tomorrow some clouds start to roll in associated again with that system that will bring that snow further towards the southeastern part of the state We'll be staying quiet in our highs, mostly into the low 40s. A little bit more sunshine for Sunday, but again in the low 40s. Monday and Tuesday staying quiet, but cooling off. Tuesday may not even reach the low 40s. May have some of us staying into the upper 30s. Otherwise, Wednesday and Thursday, we'll have a few chances at some rain heading our way with temperatures, again, hanging out in the low to mid 40s. But right now, we have a mainly clear sky and a temperature of 18 degrees in Eau Claire. A little cold to start this morning. We don't get 50 today. We're not going to do it in March this year, are we? Well, it's not looking to be the case, being that, what, it's a week from Saturday, starts April. But at least it's not the latest that we've ever hit 50 degrees. That was actually back in 2013, where uh, we didn't hit 50 degrees until April 24th. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bit of a cool spring, we'll just say. I guess so. I bet. Well, maybe some people. Well, no, if snow's coming down way down Milwaukee, Madison. They won't get fifty, but uh, so it might not happen. Yeah, lacrosse did hit fifty though, but yeah, uh, but we haven't. Yeah, we have not. All right, <laughs> work on that, will you? I'll do my best. All Bob. right, thank you, sir. Absolutely, you have a good weekend. You bet, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn Thirteen with our weather on wax. Brought to you by Marika's Good again, as we said. They're in Thorpe, of course, right on the highway at 29, been there for quite a while, and now their new store in Eau Claire as well. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. More farm news. I, I saw this report yesterday, and, you know, we started out, as I said earlier, talking about millions, and then we're into billions, and... Now we're into trillions. And I'm honest, what's after? Is it, you know, trillions, but then quadrillions? What what would it get past trillions? I don't know, but uh, I don't think I'll be around to worry about it, but uh, you never know. But uh, this is this was quite a story. I want to share it with you. The numbers are huge, and I'm talking about the economic contribution agriculture and related industries make to the overall U.S. economy. In the 2023 Feeding the Economy report, Agriculture and related industries contributed in this report 
over $8.6 trillion. That's trillion with a T, or nearly 40% of our country's economic activity in 2022. Now, that report also shows that agriculture and related industries also accounted for $202 trillion in export value. Now, when it comes to taxes, agriculture and food businesses aren't slackers either. I don't think the tax break hit them, hit agriculture too much, because, uh, boy, this is a big number. As far as taxes are concerned, agriculture and food businesses paid over $947 trillion in taxes. That report also shows almost 23 million jobs this year are directly tied to the food and agriculture industry, accounting for $927 billion in wages. Now, of all the states, I found this interesting. Hawaii had the largest increase in economic activity because of agriculture last year with a jump of 31%. Then I got to thinking about it. You know, Hawaii's lost pineapple, lost sugarcane, and now they're bringing in some other crops that uh, they're starting to produce in Hawaii, and I would assume that's probably, you know, percentage can jump. You produce one car this year, or last year, and two cars this year, that's a 100% increase. So, again, you got to be careful with percentages, but again, it's a 31% jump in agricultural activity economically for Hawaii last year. So, I think that uh, pretty interesting report. Yeah, agriculture still is uh, kind of important to this country. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, you know, helping that ag economy and all those dollars, trillions of dollars. Every little industry helps. And honeybees were plentiful and more productive in Wisconsin last year than they were in 2021. Honey production last year in the state reached 2.92 million pounds. That's 48% more than the 1.97 million pounds produced in 2021. Now, major reason for the increase, a jump in colonies. A jump of 11,000 colonies last year to 53,000 producing colonies around the state in 2022. Also up was production per colony, 55 pounds last year versus 47 pounds in 2021. The value of last year's honey crop, 8.86 million. That's up 45%. From 2021's crop value of 6.1 million here in the state. And we did climb six spots in total honey production among states last year. We now sit at number 11. North Dakota is number one, California number two in honey production. And if you want to compare us as number 11 with North Dakota number one, North Dakota, 520,000 working colonies. Remember I told you in Wisconsin, 53,000. But we're gaining on them. That's the main thing. Never say never. All right, we've got uh, more farm news. we got markets coming up, all brought to you by Chippewa Ag Solutions. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to markets in a moment, courtesy of uh, Chippewa Ag Solutions. But uh, remember, coming up on Sunday, the Forp FFA alumni having their farm toy and craft show at the high school in Forp. It'll start at 9 o'clock on Sunday. Also, got an email I saw this morning when I came in from my old buddy Dave Pellet over there in Dunn County. And uh, Dave, very active with the Dunn County Dairy Promoters. He says, don't forget, Bob, the dairy breakfast in Dunn County this year will be June 24th from 7 and 11 over in Connersville in northwest Dunn County at Maple Hills Dairy, owned by Steve and Angie Olson. So again... 
That's coming up. Mark your calendar for June 24th. The Dunn County Dairy Breakfast. And as we get the announcement of more dairy breakfast, we will pass those along to you. And if you've got, uh, you know about your dairy breakfast, when and where, and all that sort of stuff, send me an email, waxbob at gmail.com. Well, let's get to some of those markets, as we said, brought to you by Chippewa Ag Solutions. And we're going to go to the Equity Altoona Barn and hear what Jim has to say. Jim Lindsay has to say about yesterday's sale. Choice beef steers and heifers, $32.59. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $32.57. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.42.50. Choice Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.39. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.24 and down. Top 20% of the cold cow sold from $87 to $1. We had a top of $1.03. 60% of the cows sold from 70 to 86. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 69 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.58. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Cold bulls sold from 95 to $1.10. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $1. Sold from $100 to $230 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $100 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $175 to $310 per head. Just a quick reminder, we are having a special bred beef cow sale and beef breeding bull sale this Saturday, March 25th, starting at 11 a.m. We're expecting 150 to 200 cows for this sale. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, March 31st, starting at noon. The special bread beef cow sale and the feeder sale will be live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's go to Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Stratford Equity Bar. You and I went to bed too early last night, but uh, some members of the mafia were out hooting, huh? Well, I don't know if they were or not, but anyway, there's some folks had some really beautiful posts on social media this morning. I was looking about the Northern Lights, so apparently they were out last night. Maybe tonight too, and I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, clear, so we'll have to we'll have to take a look. Boy, they're spectacular, the Northern Lights. I've seen them in Alaska, and I've seen them around here too, but uh, they are something else, that's for sure. Well, we should uh, wrap up the marketing week over there. You got to, I know you got to rest up for the weekend again. Well, Bob, we'll tell the folks about it. I uh, thank you, and <clears throat> good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, markets continue to be strong on just about all classes. Uh, cow market the same. Good, strong cow market this past week on the conventional-type cows. Cows high-yielding, fleshy, Holstein, and beef cows this week. As here at Stratford, we're selling from 88 to $1.03. We did top at 105 on the cows. Uh, most of the cows selling from 68 to 88. A few of these thinner, canner-type cows, 68 and below. On the uh, bull trade, your better quality bulls, mostly from 97 to 110, lighter bulls, 94 and below. Fed cattle, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from $1.30 to $1.43. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 144 to 148 and a half. Select steers under finished cattle, big heavy over finished cattle, 127 and below. On the organic market, we sell organic cattle on Tuesdays. Very strong market on organic cows. High yielding certified organic cows on Tuesday, selling from 138 to a top of 165 and a half. Uh, now we'll get into the calf market. Again, very strong calf market this week. Good quality hosting bull calves, selling mostly from 100 to 275. We did top at 295 on the bull calves. 
Stuffer calves, uh, not, not as great as demand on those, mostly from 25 to 75, few up to 80. Beef calves, very strong again, 200 to 450, topped at $500 on those beef calves. So, again, uh, good week to be selling livestock, and we'll take a look next week, full marketing schedule here at Equity Stratford. Uh, of course, our next sale will be on Monday. Our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Next feeder cattle auction will be next uh, Wednesday. At twelve thirty on Wednesdays, and folks, you got cattle consigned. Let us know six eight seven four one zero one. We'll put them on the list for you, Bob. With that, uh, we'll turn it back to you. But it looks like a nice weekend, and I guess uh, for uh, two nights are going to be too nice to be sitting in the house watching basketball. But I guess uh, the big tournament is going on, and the Badgers are still around yet. Yeah, right? but they don't play. They don't play till next Tuesday. So uh, get out and enjoy it. Hey, have a good one. We'll talk to you next week, Jerry. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Bye. Enjoy the weekend. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. And looking at the rest of our markets on this Friday morning on the Board of Trade, July corn overnight, two to three cents higher. The markets were lower yesterday in the day trade. July corn this morning, 613. Oats down 1,356. Wheat up 78 cents at 681. July soybeans down a fraction, 1398. Soybean meal up 20 cents at 434.70. Country elevator prices, Northside Elevator at Loyal Corn today, $6. Soybeans, thirteen fifty. Again, we'll see you later on tonight. We're going to be at the Legion for fish and uh, loyals later on. At Arcadia Corn today with Northside, 603. The beans at thirteen sixty. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls Corn, 580. Soybeans, thirteen fifty six. Connorsville, 580 and thirteen fifty one. On the DTN screen, Corn at Golden Plump today is 604. Baldwin, 589 and thirteen fifty seven. Duran, 584 and 1352. Corn at uh, Mondovi is 589. Beans, 1357. Elmwood also has corn at 589. Beans, 1362. Fall Creek, 575 and 1332. Osseo corn, 594. The beans, 1362. At Elk Mound, 590 and 1358. Sparta, 589 and 1367. Ellsworth corn, 564. Beans at 1312. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 601. Stanley, 606. And in New Richmond, 591. Barrel cheese up to 196. Blocks up four at 205 and a half. Butter up down three and a half, 234 and a half, or 234 and three quarters. March class three up six, 1810. April up 40 in 1976. May up 28 at 1895. June up six, 1866. And then pretty much July through December, prices were lower. And today's Willie Nelson Day on the Farm Show. Getting that honor once again, that endowment at the uh, University of Texas. Yeah, Willie Nelson, what a guy. Hey, and what a day we're going to have. 47 and sunshine today. We're about 18 right now. Get up and get at them. It's a shank of the day, baby. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.